<laughs> okay, we're starting with the laughter. That's always mm -hmm. a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hello everyone. This is Deep Divers, and we are Natalie and Mark, your dedicated Deep Divers duo which actually makes 4D in short, even though it has nothing to do with the fourth dimension. Uh, also, you might want to try to play with alternate versions. Um, Dynamic Duo is a little bit old, but uh, some might want to call us the Devilish Duo, or uh, at the other side of the spectrum, the Divine Duo. <laughs> Yeah, we we hold the whole spectrum. We hold the whole spectrum. <laughs> and we are skipping roles <laughs> from time to time. <laughs> ah, so, actually, I, I'm now realizing that this is actually going to allow me to make a transition, a very smooth transition with the topic of the day, which is the parting of waves. Uh, you could also call it the parting of realities. And you have actually received a, a request. Okay, that, that's too much actually. Uh, you have in fact <laughs> received a request, Natalie, from uh, one of our listeners who uh, asked whether we could address that theme. And because we can address literally anything, we said, Yes, of course, we can address it. So, uh, um, the parting of ways refers to um, people at the moment here on Earth seeming to live in different realities to a certain extent, different uh, bubbles of reality, if you wish. So, uh, we are going to dive deep into that subject and try to explore as many layers as possible. And I don't know what um, prompted Carrie to address that request to you, but I have noticed on the uh, We Are Infinite forum recently, um, that someone started a thread of this uh, a discussion thread that is in fact related completely related with that subject and i would like to quickly read it because it will enable us to um set set up the decor so to speak for our discussion so let's see so um hi everyone the past few days i'm having an odd experience i'd be keen to see if anyone else is having a similar sensation and our thoughts on what it could mean i keep having this feeling like the covid 19 epidemic and all the other events of 2020 are little a happening on a different planet or timeline 
that's irrelevant to me and my life here. Little b happened historically and is a memory. Little c kind of isn't real somehow. It doesn't feel like the events are grounded in reality. It's the oddest sensation because I do know it all is playing out, but it seems like a superficial level show, a layer of existence that's not as real as say Mother Earth. Yeah, you bet it isn't. I can see images of people in hospitals, for instance, and feel like it's happening somewhere else, very far away from me. This feeling became stronger today, and today was uh, um, a little over one week ago. I know factually that I am in 2020, of course, I believe the virus and all its consequences exist, and I take that seriously. I'm sorry, I apologize. <laughs> it's not that I'm feeling like it's all a hoax or that I'm dismissing the reality that people are losing loved ones, working hard in hospitals, uh, not that hard at the moment, actually, involved in riots, etc. I would wear a mask if necessary. Please don't do that. Do not wear a mask because it's not necessary, uh, nor useful, nor healthy. And I'm working from home and doing all the social distancing stuff, which from a health perspective has no utility at all, by the way. But the events playing out feel like they're happening in a world I'm not involved with or part of. Like I'm watching that reality, but not in it. That's very interesting it's very well expressed does anyone else have a similar feeling it's not the same that's very interesting as well it's not the same as denial or dissociation i've been in denial before and know that energy i'm sure i'm denial of a lot of other things and I used to dissociate a lot in my earlier life. Dissociation is very floaty for me. And this feels nothing like that. This sensation is in my energy field, just behind my body. And it's coming from a different level of myself than psychological issues arise from. Anyone else? Any thoughts? I'm wary of reality tricks or tricks of consciousness and don't want to assume this is good or bad, like either of those labels are entirely accurate anyway. For context, I live in an area with very few cases, with some possible cases kicking off now. I haven't experienced any real panic or distress about COVID, partly because I listened <laughs> to the Crown virus. She's referring to a webinar that uh, um, by George Cavasilas that Natalie and I also listened to. 
Um, what was the title of that webinar? I think the Chrome virus. I believe there was another word, but it was mainly the Chrome virus. So, and I got into George's work soon after the pandemic started. There wasn't even a pandemic, by the way. Judging by the uh, mortality rate, the global mortality rate, um, the number of deaths is not superior to the average of the previous years. So there was no pandemic at all. We phased out of coronavirus during that session. Indeed, we did. Could that be why I have this feeling like it's not 100% in my reality? So um, would you like me now to read some of the comments or would you like to jump in right away, Natalie? Um, just a short jump in. The first name of the person to, to, to uh, credit her, um, yeah. shout out to Carrie who um, ignited <laughs> <laughs> this journey, who asked it initially mm -hmm. and um, who asked the question because I think there's really everything in it. It's really very well put. Yeah. Yeah, very well. So, uh, uh, I I must say her name because it's so beautiful. Her name is Sophie Rose. Oh. <laughs> I don't know whether that's her actual birth name or her chosen name, but uh, we certainly resonate with that name. <laughs> okay, so jump into the comments and maybe own ideas appear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the first one, uh, sometimes it feels like I'm not even a part of this world anymore like the part of me deeply rooted in this third dimensional frequency is being absorbed by my inner being and preparing for the shift to, to really get going. It's not a depressed feeling. At the same time, more of my real presence is grounding into this reality. I've been feeling lots of joy and humor. Good for you as this transition progresses. Knowing that, I'm, knowing that I'm an infinite being, temporarily experiencing this intense realm, doing the reintegration thing. It's hard to take this whole COVID-19 situation seriously when we are all being played like a fiddle. Be an interesting last half of 2020. Well, I would say so as well. I'm expecting it to be very interesting. So uh, then we have another post here, addressing the little C that uh, uh, Sophie had written, which was kind of isn't real somehow. And uh, Xana was saying, I could say the same. I don't say the virus isn't real. It is definitely something. But at the same time, all this stuff going on, I just feel like I'm between the worlds. Not here, not somewhere else. I noticed that the last five months, I wanted to sleep even if I sleep enough. Also, I have a feeling like space become more compressed 
like some overlay getting upon us. I don't understand what exactly do they do want they want to do with all these virus play and where exactly I want to land my awareness. What an interesting expression. Where exactly I want to land my awareness. And the last one. I am feeling outside of the COVID timeline too. I manage a 30 apartment senior complex, age 62 or more, working three and a half days a week. Nothing in my world has changed as the result of COVID until this past week. They say we are a hot spot here in Twin Falls, Idaho. But I am not feeling that. All of the tenants at my apartment complex have remained healthy. I do not wear a mask and neither do they except when they go out. My point being, I have to be directly confronted with the playing out of the COVID timeline three and a half days a week due to my responsibility for keeping my tenants as safe as possible. I can't tell you how sick I am to read that word safe, but never mind, that's me. In spite of that, I feel untouched and believe the key is in keeping your frequency high. I am so grateful to George for the closure we did during Empire of the Ants. Okay, that's another webinar that we attended with our friend George. I believe that provided the needed supportive, supportive foundation for me to maintain my frequency as I integrate and merge my multidimensional self here in the present. All right. Well, that was a short but very, very rich thread. It is indeed because it really um, it, it, it covers so many different angles. Uh, so yeah, thank you for finding this and shout out to everybody who has already <laughs> kind of um, yeah um, answered <laughs> the question kind of. Um, but of course, we are diving deeper as always. Yeah, even that and. For me, it is as if we are been offered a reality with all the fuss they make and the constant effort to um, make this a reality. And they need us to invest our own energy to create this reality. And at the moment, we really have to decide um, which reality we want to live in. And me personally, I'm jumping from this reality to the other because of yeah, my, 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 my daily life where I have to engage in, in the hive mind reality because for me, this is also, this is another point of view. For me, this is the hive mind. Oh yes. Um, totally. And what we are experiencing is our singularity um, in opposition to the 
Yeah. Lemminge, <laughs> <laughs> um, that yeah. are going in a direction that is really, really unpleasant. And because of the many, many people, it has a kind of gravity towards it. And mm. they really mm, take a lot of effort to create this gravity towards this reality um, with talking about the second wave coming now and uh, making um, yeah making up stuff even um, from time to time yeah to to really um yeah i would say, I would say all the time <laughs> yeah i don't know because i have experienced symptoms myself and i know people who have had yeah, yeah. i don't i don't say the whole thing is fake but I say they are making up stuff about it all the time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Mm. To, to, to blow the whole thing out of proportion, totally. Mm. Um, so they are creating a reality that is not a reality. And I think the, the um, people um, from the forum, a lot of them, they simply have this level of awareness why it doesn't feel real to them because the reality that is presented doesn't even exist. It doesn't even exist because it is shown to us in the newspapers and on the tell <laughs> live vision. <laughs> and yeah, uh, so it is not a reality and, and people who are really connected with themselves, they feel that it is not not real and it, it is not the reality they have chosen and mm -hmm. i think all of us we have to choose in 2020 uh where we are going to invest our energy mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. for me it is personally it's really really important to always come back to myself to always anchor within myself to connect with nature as this is our natural organic timeline yeah so um first i would like to say because you mentioned that uh, uh dread dreaded second wave that we are being threatened with <laughs> every single day um every epidemiologist know that the second wave is a totally unknown concept in epidemiology it was never seen never observed uh, never reported, never described, ever. And certainly not for this type of uh, um, uh, bell-shaped uh, epidemic. So you never have a bell-shaped epidemic with, after a while, a, a second bell. <laughs> this is never. You won't, find, you won't be able to find a single scientific study, a single scientific paper, as flowed as they might be, like we discussed uh, in the previous episode, you won't find a single one describing that phenomenon. It is entirely invented, it is entirely made up for the specific purpose of keeping fear alive and kicking, fear and, uh, and propaganda. So, be because we are in the middle of summer now, in the Northern Hemisphere, and so, uh, um, of course, it's, it's all but disappeared now. There is no epidemic anymore. And even in the, the southern hemisphere, from what I've heard, uh, 
taking the example of New Zealand, which is uh, in the middle of the winter now, there is absolutely no second wave in New Zealand. So it's pure, pure invention. Now, regarding that subject of uh, multiple realities, it's a really vast subject because at the cosmic level, we have uh, the biggest manifestation of that phenomenon, which is parallel universes, which is a concept that was uh, uh, discovered by uh, quantum physics. But it's not just a concept, uh, it is a reality. And me, I don't have any conscious awareness of having traveled to alternate universes, parallel universes, but some people have. And, uh, and of course, with our dear friends from the Secret Space Program, they have technology that enables them to, uh, to go to parallel universes where they try to hide the stuff they don't want uh, to be uh, um, when they don't want to be caught red-handed by so some other players they tried to hide what they're doing in alternate universes mm, not that it's entirely successful but uh, let, let's leave that to rest for the moment. So with all these parallel universes, they are our universe just in a slightly different version. Um, how different to, to what, when I say slightly, I'm not sure to what extent it can be different. It, it could be much more different than, than I imagined, but not different to the point that the laws of physics would be different, for instance. It will be the same um, reality infrastructure. Situations and events might be very different. And uh, the version of ourselves in these universes might be very different as well. So you could be a very, very different Natalie. <laughs> I'm a very different Natalie every day. <laughs> you, might, you might not even be Natalie in that other universe. Yeah, I see. Okay. Yeah, I, I know people who don't call me Natalie. They say darling or others say it's your evil bitch. <laughs> 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 maybe so, maybe they know you from a parallel universe yeah seems to be because <laughs> actually the um the different realities i'm not sure when you said you are not aware that you have been traveling to others mm -hmm. i'm not sure if we are not doing it constantly um because uh, sometimes uh, we we know this uh, we have a memory and uh, it is a totally different one than the people around mm. us have mm. and um, also well i think everybody has their own version of reality kind of 
For example, yes. if you are married, uh, one person might think they are living in a really truthful and harmonious <laughs> relationship, while the other is, well, <laughs> is living a totally different life, <laughs> which, uh, which the partner is totally unaware of. Yeah. So people are living in very different realities or um, at your working place. Uh, I have people who say they hate every, every, every bit they have to do there while I am living or working under the same circumstances. I'm totally relaxed. And, um, and also having this different attitude creates total different outcome. Um, person who, for example, totally despise their job, they are in trouble all the time. <laughs> their, their phone is ringing endlessly, everything is, their computer is crashing down, and they yes. have people who are complaining all day long, uh, while I'm having a chat and a coffee, and at the end of the day, I have done a lot of work, yes. um, actually, yeah, mm. in a totally relaxed way. So, we all create our reality, kind mm. of. But what happens if many, many people agree on the same reality? Mm -hmm. I think there is a key. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, uh, I, I addressed the, the really macrocosmic aspect yeah. of this. Yeah. You are presenting the, the very microcosmic aspect of this, which is the, the individual reality that we all create that because we are all the prime creators of our own reality whether we realize that or not so uh, uh, indeed it's much better to deliberately create your reality than to do it unconsciously without awareness of what you're doing because then you'll find yourself in the kind of situation that you just described Natalie or at least you are the risk of uh, finding yourself in that kind of situation. And of course, the other major risk that you are at is of having your creative power being used by someone else who knows how to uh, apprehend and exploit your creative power by presenting you with a narrative like uh, like a pandemic for instance that is going to uh, channel your creative expression the, the kind of reality that you are manifesting in a certain direction so that's been in the name of the game for for a long time that's what uh, really skilled controllers do uh, they don't hit you with a whip they are presenting you with a story they're presenting you with a story and if that story is convincing enough you're going to invest your creative energy into that story and uh, it's jackpot for the storytellers so um, that is i believe in part that is, that is part of the answer to what sophia rose what a beautiful name sophia i'm repeating myself in old age i suppose but never mind it's really beautiful yeah. so uh, 
that that is part of the answer to what uh, Sophia Rose was describing. And uh, I believe we should also address the, the subject of timelines. What are exactly timelines? Uh, to me, um, timelines is not as big, or alternate timelines are not as all-encompassing as parallel universes are. They are more uh, small scale, small sized versions of alternate realities. And the phenomenon that we uh, are currently living, as I understand it, is that we have our main timeline, which is the what you call the organic one, the natural one. And that timeline is uh, more vibrant than the others. It has more potency. Uh, it is more real, you could say. It yeah, is that, more real. That is it what people are killing. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I agree. I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I believe indeed it's, it's what the, the people who posted are feeling. They are more in tune with uh, the, the organic timeline that has more realness, more reality to it, than with the uh, alternate ones. Now, why, why would you witness an alternate timeline if you are in the main timeline? Because the whole concept of timelines is that they are kind of separate you know they are not uh, they're not supposed to bleed into one another and to intermingle and to be simon simultaneously present except except since we are in the time of the final integration where uh, what we are currently trying to do and are in the process of doing is to integrate all aspects of ourselves in a single unified whole. And because the Earth is uh, the microcosm of the universe, you see the same phenomenon playing itself with these timelines. Just as we are in the process of integrating all aspects of ourselves in this universe, into this vessel. Our organic timeline is in the process of integrating all of these uh, altern alternate ones. And to give an example of a, a, a major alternate timeline, have you ever seen, Natalie, the uh, the series, The Man in the High Castle. No. Okay. It's a very fascinating, uh, I would say TV series, but it's, it's streamed. So it's on, uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Very fascinating, uh, not very pleasant to watch. I mean, it's not, it's not a very violent series and it's not debaucherous, but it's heavy. 
uh, it has a really heavy atmosphere to it and there is no humor no humor not a shred not a, not a shred of humor to that series but what it shows is an alternate timeline where um, the Third Reich has won World War II. Now, as we have already discussed, um, the Nazis didn't lose World War II. Germany lost World War II. That's not the same thing. The Nazis just evolved. They, uh, they, they changed tactics and, uh, and, and they shape-shifted, <laughs> you might say. They shape-shifted very successfully, might I add. But in that alternate timeline, um, there is no Fourth Reich. There is the Third Reich that has stretched to uh, uh, a very sizable portion of the globe. And so um, even America has been invaded and uh, the whole eastern part and center part of America are part of the Great Reich. Whereas the Pacific coast is a puppet state of the Japanese empire. And you have that uh, the mountainous area of the, the Rocky Mountains is uh, a neutral zone between, uh, between the two empires. Before being a TV series, it was a, a novel by Philip K. Dick, the science fiction author. And I believe this to actually be reality. I believe that alternate timeline really existed. And We have a, a reflection of that in our organic timeline. That reflection being that there is actually a very strong and substantial Nazi presence in the world that is hidden, but that is nevertheless real. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that timelines that are close to each other have to have at least a hidden element of the other inside of them. I never thought of it this way, but mm -hmm. just now as you've been talking about it, I thought, yeah, why would that be the case? Maybe it is like, it is influencing somehow a nearby timeline and now that everything is coming together, um, also at the moment because of the state of compression, I feel actually especially in 2020 old stuff is also coming back so alternative yeah. timelines plus replays from the past um, for example for me it feels a little bit like the dark ages have an echo into our 2020 at yeah. the moment yeah and my hypothesis is that um also old stuff, some of the old stuff has branched out to form alternate timelines, mm -hmm. especially old stuff that was not resolved. And there is a lot of old stuff that didn't get proper resolution. Actually, wow, that is, that is genius. Yeah, 
I totally agree. You've just mm -hmm. been speaking truth. And actually, um, poor beings that, that never went through the process of integrating their shadow, facing their shadow, facing all of the hidden stuff, who have been in total denial and bypassing of what's been going on because they will, of course, have to live it now. And mm -hmm. that might be the reason why they are entering a very dystopian reality. Yeah. Where all of that is showing up. And to mm -hmm. us, it doesn't even feel real anymore because, mm -hmm. yeah, been there, done that, uh, show me something new, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, in fact, that process of uh, uh, timeline collapsing into this one and being assimilated into ours can be uncomfortable. And uh, uh, if that is what is going on right now, uh, <laughs> of course, it's not, a, it's not a pleasant thing to experience, even though we are experiencing it differently. And, okay, you want to say something? Mm -mm, no, 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 I'm, 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 I'm still in the birthing process. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a universal mother, Natalie. Yeah, I am, I know. <laughs> so, um, um, I, I want to tell uh, a little anecdote that might be an example of that. Something that I have uh, recently, very recently uh, lived. So, the, the phase we are in now, regarding the whole corona circus is that uh, our little friends, the social engineers, are trying really hard at the moment to make the wearing of masks mandatory everywhere. It's very obviously coordinated. It doesn't make a shred of sense if you uh, uh, analyze it logically. But of course, the real purpose is not the purpose we are being presented with. And so here in Belgium, uh, a few weeks ago, the, the government, actually one minister, one minister took a decree that uh, people have to wear masks in any closed public space, meaning primarily shops, but also uh, cinemas and theaters and museums and uh, <laughs> anything that is not open. So uh, bars, cafes, restaurants, if their door, if their door is, uh, is uh, uh, closed. And um, that really pissed me off, actually. So um, Initially, I was entering. Uh, I was entering shops unmasked, and I had. Uh, I, I was. Uh, how do you say that? I was. What's the word for that? Called out. Yeah, I was called out by some uh, some employees who told me that. Uh, uh, I actually, okay, so first let me explain. 
that uh, the Belgian government was really pervert about this rule. Because if you are found uh, in a shop not wearing a mask, not only you are going to get fined, but the shop owner is going to get fined as well. So this is a way of transforming them into police auxiliaries by putting them under financial pressure as if they hadn't had enough of that. Even though supermarkets, not at all. So frankly, supermarkets, if they had a shred of decency, they are the ones who have the, the, the resources and the means to fight this if they wanted to. But obviously they don't. They prefer to put their personnel at risk by forcing them to uh, wear masks uh, for <laughs> six, eight days, eight hours a day. But uh, so initially I was called out and I said, you know what? I don't care if I get fined, but in order to spare you the fine, this is what I'm going to do. See, I have a mask in my pocket. I'm going to put it here on my neck. And if a mean policeman is uh, uh, stepping through the door, I'll quickly pull my mask up so that you don't get in trouble. And uh, I got an agreement for that in, in two shops. And then in supermarkets, uh, in supermarkets, I was, uh, I was seen, <laughs> I was seen wearing my, uh, my mask on the neck and I was called out three times and uh, three times I actually dismissed. I actually dismissed the employees who wanted to police me, telling them that I wouldn't do it. I didn't get in trouble, by the way, they backed off. Then um, it was still bothering me, even though it was only on the, on the neck, it was still bothering me because I really experienced this as a sign of submission, as a sign of obedience. And uh, I really don't like where this is leading, even though I don't think it's going to impact me personally in a very big way. So I decided to try something different. Um, I wrote a paper. I wrote a paper in which I certify that uh, the shop employees uh, asked me to put a mask on and that I refused. That I refused and uh, because legally they don't have the right to physically expel me from their premises, uh, they can't be held accountable that it's entirely my responsibility if I ignored their requests. And my idea was to uh, assuage the fears of the, the tradespeople if they were to call me out by saying, okay, look at this, you can have this paper from me and I'll, and I'll sign it for you. And if you are being controlled why I'm here, while I'm here, all you have to do is show the paper, <laughs> which uh, um, I haven't had the opportunity to actually try it because I went to two shops today 
totally unmasked and nobody told me anything. Um, I was being extra nice with the employees, uh, you know, and it was not, it was not with an agenda. Yes, it was with one agenda. In fact, it was with the agenda of staying as human as I could, of being as human as I could, and to um, not to take the path of de the dehumanized society that is proposed to us at the moment. Um, now, I suspect, I might be wrong about that, but I suspect that uh, uh, part of the reason why nobody said anything is because uh, these two, uh, it were pretty big shops, you know, pretty big organic shops, not your little uh, uh, small neighborhood uh, health food shop, significantly bigger ones. But it was quite, because it's uh, beginning of August, so many people on vacation, so it was, uh, it was really quite, so maybe that was part of the reason. What I found interesting to observe were also my own reactions through that whole situation. Because uh, I must say I had some trepidation. Uh, I was under stress. I was under stress uh, before, I was under stress on my way, and uh, I was under stress while I was in the shops, especially the first one, because when I saw that uh, absolutely nothing had happened and that I had had pleasant interactions with the people there, I was already much more relaxed when I arrived in the second one. And uh, of course, as I, as I exited the second one, I felt absolutely fine. But, you know, I, I, had, I had told myself, okay, see what's going on here. You have some level of fear around this, not because I'm afraid to be fine, mind you, but just because I don't like, I don't like confrontation. That's really it. I don't like confrontation at all. I don't enjoy it. So, uh, um, but I told myself, you're going to cope with it. You're going to transcend this. You're not going to accept that imposition. You're not going to let fear hold you back. And uh, I would say it turned out pretty well. Yeah, yeah, that's really beautiful. I don't know if everybody wants to do it this way, um, but um, thank you for, for showing this um, possibility. Um, to to actually um, find a way um, how to be truthful to yourself and not bringing the shop owner into trouble. Mm. And I really have to say, yeah, here it is the same. Um, the people who own the shop or the cafe, they are getting into trouble. Um, and I once entered a cafe without a mask, but it's <laughs> it's not even with intention <laughs> I was just so self-absorbed in my reality you know everything is fine yeah, <laughs> yeah I simply entered there and um, the employee I could see the fear no 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 please please uh, put your mask on um, I said yeah okay sorry I forgot and it was really I, I really forgot 
Mm -hmm. and uh, they are in fear so thank you for this opportunity to um create a way around this so not make it um fearful for the owner of the shop or the employee there um and also for giving an example for taking full ownership of our own decisions mm -hmm. and i think that that is the most important thing i would say none of us should fall into the trap of ideology mm -hmm. if it doesn't feel true to you you shouldn't do it um i don't think i'm going to do this although i'm a different natalie every day maybe tomorrow <laughs> i'll do it <laughs> but today i don't feel like i would do it this way but everybody should decide for themselves what feels true to them to them and mm -hmm. really act um, in accordance to this. What really is the own truth and not fight the system, but mm -hmm. go for what is really truthful to mm -hmm. you yeah. and what is in alignment with your own, own authentic, authenticity. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I think they can't fight this because truth will always be stronger. If you know you are truthful to yourself, mm -hmm. I, I think this is something that is going to protect us and maybe this has been protecting you today too. Yeah. Because you have been truthful to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that is something that has huge, huge energetic power, so to speak. Okay, oh, thank you for mentioning that because uh, um, that enables me to come back to the first part of the conversation where um, we were mentioning people's creative powers. I believe that the more, the more people are assimilated into a hive mind, as we are currently seeing, and the more they are unaware of their creative powers and the more they are um, just acting like programmed robots, the less their creative power is potent. It is still going to be big because we are the human beings. So we are the most powerful creator beings in this universe, even, even though we don't realize it. But the more conscious you are, the more conscious you are of uh, who you really are and of your creative abilities, actually the, the, the most potent your creative impact is. And uh, I, I believe by orders of magnitude, really by orders of magnitude. You could be thousands of times or even millions of times more powerful than a completely programmed person. Yeah, I agree totally. Mm -hmm. You can really move mountains. Mm -hmm. I, I mean it. The and only issue mm -hmm. we have is that we don't believe in it. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. We have to really prove it to ourselves again and again and again that we have these superpowers mm -hmm. um, to create. Yeah. And that is why we 
need to have the majority by our side to turn any situation around. <laughs> but it, it's a concept that is well known in revolutions. You know that uh, uh, the majority is not going to, uh, to make a revolution. It's always a minority. But here we are not talking about a revolution. We are talking about reality shifts that, that different. But it's somehow the same principle. We don't need the majority to, uh, uh, to become aware. We just need uh, enough of a minority <laughs> or, or a minority that is potent enough, one of the two. I just remember a dream I have had last year in, I don't know, must have been in fall, uh, often. Um, I mentioned this while a webinar with George Kavasilas. I had a dream where in the nighttime they tried, I was swimming in a, in a, in a river and they, I was swimming in a sidearm and there were almost no people there and they tried everything to bring me into the main stream. <laughs> I always escaped, you know, somehow mm -hmm. I always managed to end up in, in this sidearm. Mm -hmm. And that is actually, I think that is what is true. Um, that was kind of prophetic that they try to bring people into the mainstream. Mm. Um, and we are just a few people, but we are the ones who are going to really um, change this. And maybe there's really, um, I don't know how this is going to play out in the future. Um, as I believe we know, I, I know, deeply, deep inside of me. I know we have the power and we already did it um, to create the organic timeline. Mm -hmm. And that might be a reason why um, one of the persons she mentioned, it feels as if it is not real and as if it already happened in the past. Yeah. Because yeah. we are the ones who are creating the new and it already happened. Kind of yeah. Seen from a multi-dimensional level. Yes. yes. So she, she spoke truth there. Yeah. 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 Hmm. That's actually that is really really beautiful. How this is going to really actually happening around us? This hmm. splitting of the worlds. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. How, how this is going to work out that they are going into their robo-dystopian robo reality mm -hmm. where everything is just artificial and they are just batteries hanging in front of, I don't know, virtual reality TV or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how this, how this is going to, to mm -hmm. happen in, yeah, I don't know. In fact, there are, there are two working hypotheses here. Um, the first one is that um, we keep integrating all of the alternate timelines. In fact, these two hypotheses are not mutually exclusive. You know, both could happen uh, at the same time. So we have the integration of the alternate timelines, of these what you might call phantom timelines. And uh, um, the other hypothesis 
that might happen at the same time is of a diverging meaning that um, we're going to have two main timelines one being the, uh, the organic timeline of the full transcendence, transcendence and metamorphosis of Mother Earth and humanity with her and the other timeline where a significant portion of the population is getting assimilated into well what seems most present at the moment is really a technical intelligence realities um, dystopian technical intelligence realities but as we know there are other things that are um, in waiting, other, shall I say, predators <laughs> that are in waiting uh, behind the scenes. So we could also have um, another timeline of people getting um, assimilated in spiritual paradigms, in uh, synthetic light spiritual paradigms like uh, religious heavens and uh, ascended realms and uh, uh, galactic federation of light ships and uh, all that sort of stuff so uh, one one timeline would be the uh, uh, transcendence timeline and the other timeline would be the harvest timeline where people would be harvested um, when it comes to the timelines, can you see this picture? If, yes. yeah, if they are really going through this point, then they, they will again split. Hmm. You have two main timelines coming together in a point, and then they are going to split again. Hmm. That's fascinating. Yeah. Huh. At the moment, at the moment, this is what looks most likely to me. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, uh, we don't know the exact scenario. So we might have surprises. But at the moment, as we speak, this is what seems most likely to me. What that also means that the collapsing of timelines and they are actually coming together mm -hmm. um, at the moment also means we have lots and lots of opportunities um, in our life to create something that is really in alignment with ourselves. And even if something uh, sh should show up that we dislike, it might be just some old stuff and I would rather now deal with it mm -hmm. and be free from it when I enter the future. Yeah, so to, to really not create, not take my past mm -hmm. unnecessarily into mm -hmm. my future. So if people should struggle at the moment with some topics, 
maybe see it from this point of view to say, yes, bring it on now. Mm. So I will be free from it in the future that I am creating and always coming back to the point, I am creating this, I'm choosing this. And if it's in my life, mm. it's there for a reason. And I, but I'm making the choices how to deal with it. Mm. So, um, I really would appreciate it if people were being free to really choose the timeline they want to be on and uh, choosing from a full disclosure foundation, having been told what the real implications are of their choice, meaning there is transparency about, uh, okay, you have this possibility or you have that possibility. And now you choose what you want to do. Maybe that is the reason why this duality is playing out so extremely at the moment. Because mm. many, many people, um, they, that is something that did frustrate me in the past. I, I was thinking people are just stupid, they don't know. Mm. But uh, recently I realized, no, many, many people, they know the truth and they ignore it intentionally because they don't want to deal with it. Because when you are facing truth, that means it has an effect on your reality. It means you have to choose differently Mm. Or be honest with yourself that you are not such a nice, kind, sweet thing, but <laughs> that you are sometimes the evil witch too. Mm. <laughs> the, yeah, this version of yourself. And you have to come to terms with yourself. Mm. And people are trying to, to escape from that. And I don't believe actually in the concept of karma, but... To me, it, it seems that if people are not really willing to deal with this reality, that actually there is an element that they will take it with them in the future, what is kind of karma-like, because uh, they have to deal with this. And uh, many people are in denial. So mm. lots of stuff is coming up and, and people have the opportunity to see what is going on, but they are deciding they don't want it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I've seen that again and again. It was so frustrating for me because I thought, oh, people don't know this. <laughs> uh, no, actually they know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so today, uh, today I actually felt like um, I was willing, I was willing to be much more compassionate to most people, even though the situation now is getting really outrageous. Uh, in, in the streets of that, that city I live uh, uh, nearby, I could see about half of the people I was seeing from my car, about half of those I saw were wearing masks. And uh, it's the middle of summer, you have to realize. And so, um, I believe a few weeks ago, I would have felt very frustrated and uh, 
I, I would have gotten into my little inner rant uh, of slaves, are you not ashamed of yourselves? But today I was much more like, uh, okay guys, that must really be tough for you. It must really be tough for you to live in such fear and uh, to go where you are possibly going. That's a good thing, to see it with compassion. People have the right to choose and as long as, sometimes we need to suffer, sometimes we simply need the experience because mm -hmm. uh, otherwise we, we, we don't feel like we are ready to make a different choice. Mm -hmm. And I also think that is the reason why the second part of this year is going to be more extreme even um, as people will be forced to make their choice it will no longer be possible mm. to just bypass this and just be in denial choose mm. and choose consciously for me it is not a thing to to choose the right path but whatever you choose you have to choose it intentionally it's not about being the good girl or the good guy or, or being yeah you can you can choose to be the badass yeah but please <laughs> do it consciously mm. because it's way more fun <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna do it at least put your heart into it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it yeah because it's our adventure and whatever we choose to adventure in mm. we, we should do it really um because mm. that is what the hive mind actually is people are not really in that game mm. Um, their awareness is not really there. And actually, um, yeah, this morning, um, it, it came to my awareness, um, there is this wording that the NPCs, the non-player characters, um, and some people um, use this wording very often, and they mm -hmm. say these people don't have the, um, the, the, the spark the divine spark mm -hmm. and I always said no that's not true because I can feel and see the spark in every being and it is there just it is so dormant mm -hmm. it is so dormant and I believe for our creator being living in reality living nine to five nine to five life is so boring for our infinite being for the adventurous soul that we mm. are that there's not much of us in the game mm. and if people should choose to go into this uh, robo dystopian uh, yeah life i think their creator being will will not be very much present there Mm. And that is what is real from what is also true for me in the whole technical intelligence universe that it is an experience. We go into those kinds of reality, but it's a very shallow experience from 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 
my point of view. I, I wouldn't, yeah, maybe because I've been there, done then, so I think it's boring. Yeah. But um, yeah, for me, that is, it, it doesn't feel as alive. It doesn't mm. feel so vibrant as you have described in, in the natural organic timeline. The colors are more extreme. Oh, food, food. <laughs> Sorry, I jumped from one point to the next. <laughs> um, I have experienced Chris Geo from um, Beyond the Whale. He described uh, that they were, were out lately and the food were tasting crappy all the time. The, the, the food was tasteless. And I was pondering about that and I realized something. Yeah, because the people who are doing it, they don't mm. do it with, their heart is not with them uh, mm. when they cook. Uh, because in the past, um, when I was younger and I was married and a mother and we always had friends coming to my place, they always loved my food totally. Mm. And when they wanted the recipe, and they did <laughs> and it, it, it didn't taste that way. It was a disaster, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and I I said, yeah, must be because I'm I'm, I'm doing it with love. It is mm. because I'm present. Um, it is a, a kind of flow normally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If That's you're it. yeah, you're yeah. in the flow. You're in yeah. alignment with your being. And that is so tasty and yummy mm. if someone is creating food this way. And so this organic timeline, the, the colors, if you look at, if you are in the state of being, when you are in alignment with yourself, mm. the, the, the colors of the flower, they are, sh they are shining. Mm. They are vibrant. Um, and this other life, for me, as I said, I'm living in, in both worlds and for a long time it was almost, I, I couldn't stand it because it felt gray. Gray, boring, tasteless, lifeless. Mm. Yeah. And actually, no, I'm not going there. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, um, I feel I have said what I wanted to say for today. So uh, is there anything you would like to add, Natalie? No, I think that's it. We can choose and um, yeah, choose wisely. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we'll wrap it up. I just want to make a recommendation because what you just said made, made me think of it. If you have the opportunity, watch the movie Happy which is a documentary movie I saw a few years ago on Netflix. And uh, bec it's because you were mentioning the cooking that I thought of it because uh, one of the people who appeared at some point in that movie was uh, a cook, a black man who was explaining how when he does his cooking in the, in the kitchen of the restaurant, at some point he, uh, he enters the zone, as he called it. And indeed everything is flowing everything is in a, a beautiful natural flow so uh lots of uh, very good golden nuggets in that movie i, I highly recommend it happy you, you know happy. okay 
who who did create it? Do you know? No. Okay, no. I'll search for it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I will enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. So it is showing uh, different people from different parts of the world who are actually explaining how happy they are. And uh, it's not what you might imagine. It's a very poor um, family man in, in slums in India. It's uh, uh, native people in uh, uh, some African country, you know, one of the original people from Africa uh, who are living with nothing in the bush. Bushmen, they're bushmen actually. And uh, this black man was for example, a guy who lives in Brazil as a surfer uh, with his children. Beautiful, really beautiful. So that's a kind of reality I'm quite willing to experience. Um, we are done for today and uh, we thank you for your attention and uh, we'll be back again soon for some new deep dives. In the meantime, I'm not going to say stay safe because it would burn my tongue. <laughs> stay amazing, stay happy, stay beautiful, stay vibrant. See you soon, guys and gals. Bye. Bye.